Welcome to Clickbait with Bachelor Nation. I am Tasha Adams, and I'm here with my lovely co-hosts, Hannah Ann and Joe. How the hell are you guys? I feel fantastic. <laughs> I'm having a good day. I'm having a good day. Yeah, I'm having a good, good. day, too. Are you? Yeah, yeah. It, it's been a good day. It's nice weather here in Tennessee. I love fall. Well, I'm excited to talk about today's episode because we have a lot to get into. Not only do we have the clickbait headlights of the week, which include, you guessed it, the return of the new season of The Bachelorette. And I hear it's so freaking dramatic this season. But also we have some fun, fabulous guests, reality TV stars Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval are joining us later. So we have lots of good stuff to get into today. I am very excited to talk to Tom, Tom, the Toms, <laughs> Tom Shorts, Tom Sandoval. But before we do, you guys know how it works. We got to get through the juicy clickbait. Juicy is this weird word for me, but I say it. So <laughs> it is juicy. Okay. So I know we said we're not going to talk about Bachelor, but the season premiere was Tuesday night. Claire, Claire, Claire Crawley. That's a little bit of a tongue twister for me. Her season premiered, and wow, I have a lot to say about it. <laughs> it's the first episode, and so much is going on. They're shooting during COVID, yeah. which I think makes it, it makes them probably want it more because they haven't been around anybody. And now all of a sudden, you're competing for <laughs> a woman, and you're trying to, you know, it's like, ah, you're back in, in the world, but then you're in this bachelor world. I thought it was so interesting how many people and like how many times they reference like it's the first time I hugged somebody in like six months or like, you know, like holding hands even, you know what I mean? It's just, that's just the way of the world lately. And I couldn't imagine having that much freedom because like we've been having to put masks on every single day. And so to be able to like walk around and date and kiss and hold and do all that kind of stuff without a mask is kind of bizarre. Don't you think? I yes. know. And I thought it was really neat. Like the very beginning of the episode, Claire's standing outside waiting for the guys to arrive. And like Chris Harrison comes up and like hugs her. And I'm like, Oh, I haven't seen that. You know, where someone can just come up to you and hug you. And then yeah. you're about to meet all these different people. Like it's yes, obviously the season's completely different than like any other season before, but I think it's very, it's, it's something that everyone can fantasize about living in a world mm -hmm. where you don't have to wear a mask, where you're able to freely meet new people and date. Like you can't really date during COVID, yeah, you know, it's, it's it makes fair. it more difficult to date. Yeah. It's not fair. Joe, are you jealous? Guys. Yeah, I'm like, this is not, this is not fair. I'm sitting at home. These guys are all dressed up, nice, looking good. I get those butterflies when I see that limo roll up. You know what I mean? Because do you guys remember sitting in that limo and feeling like, oh, my gosh, what am I about to do? Yeah. Oh, I, I almost get like nervous for them. Yeah. You know, I, I, mean, I mean, such a me, weird feeling for me. I, that limo ride was the scariest limo, limo <laughs> ride of my life. I mean, I remember just like, oh, my God, this is really happening. This is really happening. Yeah. I'm freaking out right now. So. <laughs> It's nice to sit back and watch. I know, Hannah, you were, you did it last year. Yeah. I actually wanted to be the first one out of the limo. I wanted to be, uh, you know, I, first thing when I met Peter, I said, I'm going to be the first girl you meet. I'm going to be the last girl. <laughs> but also, I feel disappointed for the guys because 
you know, it's that first sight of walking out of the limo and you get to see the mansion for the first time. This is the mansion that you've seen on TV for years and seeing it in person just gives you the chills. It's like you're, you're seeing the gates of heaven, but not at all. You know, it's like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like you're about to walk into it. You're not walking into heaven. You're walking into a disaster and a bunch of drama, but just seeing that for the first time, like, I hate that the guys couldn't have that experience, you know, due to COVID. Yeah. I have to agree. No, it's there's it's nothing very like surreal. It. Even if you are not like an avid bachelor, bachelorette watcher, you know what the mansion looks like. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's how it was for me. Like I didn't watch the seasons. Um, but even just like having that guy come open up the limo door, hopping out, and then just standing there and taking it all in is yes. a feeling I will never forget. It's never. It's truly magical. It's like one of the mm-hmm. best moments of my entire life. It's, <laughs> See, I don't I mean. <laughs> It really is. Remember yours, Joe? Yeah, I remember mine. It was terrible, but I I don't even remember <laughs> remember seeing the mansion. All I saw was just black. My I'm, I just went black. Really? I blacked out. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I loved it. I wanted to do oh, it all really? over See, again. Oh, out. really? Yeah. I blacked I out once it. I got to him, and I like was standing there, like, "Hey, it's time to say something." I was like, "Really? Hi, I'm nervous." <laughs> oh my gosh! For me, it was like love at first sight. I was like. Oh my gosh, like I was just soaking up every single moment of it. But it was really love at first sight when I saw Chris Harrison for the first time. Like that just gave me the chills. Like I his presence when you see him for the first time and every single time after that, it was just like seeing God. I'm like, oh my God. I am dead right now. This girl. (laughs) There's just something about him. Uh, It, It definitely makes it real. It makes it concrete. You're like, oh. This is this dude. He's here. It's right here. This is happening. Yeah. And then there's moments when you're like, wow, like I'm filming a TV show right now. Wow. Everyone's about to see that, you know, in a couple of See, for me, it didn't feel like a TV show until like I heard Chris talk because like he registers in my mind as like someone on TV. Yeah. Like for so long, I made sure just to like keep telling myself to stay in the moment. First of all, I was also trying to like figure out what the hell I was doing. Like I thought I got kidnapped at some point because like. You know what I mean? Like you just get into this routine that's like not like your own. It's the bachelor like, world. Yeah. Life like, changes. Your life is slowly polygamy changing. Polygamy boot camp, baby. I'll tell you what though, I'm actually kind of jealous after watching I forget his name, but I love this guy already. The Harvard mm. guy who steps out of the Rolls Royce in the tuxedo in the white <laughs> scarf. Uh, this guy is the fucking man. That was He's the best bougie. En- entrance ever. I love Why that. did you like it so much? You it, wish you did that? I do. I was like, this guy, this guy just pulled up like James Bond. Good for him. That was awesome. And, and, and then the, him and his Manhattan drink. And he, Martini, he got the Harvard Martini. credentials to back it up. I was like, that was great. That was awesome. Well I'm, played. Well played. <laughs> that he was, and I guess you always want to do like stuff that's like true to you. And I guess that's, that's like true to him. And he went yes. for it and he delivered. And I him with say, that Martini was so funny. I know. If I saw that come out of the limo, I'd probably like, oh, whoa. You know what I mean with that white scarf? He just like really had it all going. Did you guys do any, did you guys just do a normal entrance or did you do something like, you know, dress up like a bird or anything like that? Any little like a shtick? bird. No, I was no. myself. Yeah, I was I myself. Did you guys? I was myself. I was myself. I, oh my gosh. And the guy is so funny. Like, it's okay because we've all been there to where like you're thinking like in the room like how am I going to come out of the limo? What am I going to say? And the people that do end up coming out with like costumes like the guy in the stray jacket, like 
It's oh, so yeah. funny how it sounds like a good idea when you're in your room. <laughs> and like then when you come, you come out and plan. actually do it. And how then you actually sh- do it and you see yourself, you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> how about the straitjacket guy? He wore it the whole episode. He never took it off. I kept watching. I'm like, this guy still got a straitjacket on? Maybe he yeah. was comfortable, Joe. Leave a man oh, alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and another thing that drove me. I, you know, I watched this whole episode. Another thing that drove me crazy. Claire's never seen. She's. 39 years old and she's yeah. never seen my cousin Vinny. Like that's oh. one of the greatest movies of all time. Have you oh, ever seen it? I'm sorry. I'm going to have to join I've never that seen club. It. I haven't oh. seen it either. Oh. My co- Joe Pesci, my cousin Vinny. Is that, what, is that the one thing you got away, you took away from the episode? <laughs> I, I was pissed. When I saw <laughs> it, like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding <laughs> that's me? That's what oh, no. triggered Joe. Cousin she, Vinny. Got she's it. having an emotional first episode. <laughs> and she hasn't seen my cousin Vinny. That is actually really funny. It upset me um, a little bit. Okay, but I'm dying to hear what you guys all thought of the episode. I I actually thought I thought the guys were all very mature. Mm. Everybody seemed to have their shit together. Yeah, I thought they all handled it very well watching it. Yeah. And what do you guys think? Uh, the best part of the episode, well, there's two good parts of the episode for me. One was when that one guy goes, I would expect more from the from the oldest bachelorette. I was like, oh, oh who is that? Because oh, you kind of couldn't really see him. And I was like, oh, I cannot wait for that episode. And then this other part was I loved Yeezy. Oh, easy. I think he that night was like a household favorite. Like he just was very comfortable in front of the camera and comfortable talking. He was really funny. And I really liked him. I followed him up on Instagram that night. I was like, this guy's funny. This guy's going to be a hoot. How about about Dale? I mean, she fell in love with him. She's like, I'm going to marry this guy. That's it. (laughs) And I'm like, right away. I mean, I, but I feel like. She didn't really give the other guys even a shot. That's I mean, how I felt. Really? Too. It was like. Yeah. I mean, I would be disappointed if like I showed up and, you know, I'm putting my best foot forward. If someone was like, oh, I've already fell, fallen in love. I'm like, well, how about you ask, you know, about me? Maybe yeah. we could hit it off. How about I mean, you give me true. a shot? I mean, that's okay, kind of how that I feel. Being said, do you guys feel like, do you guys believe in love at first sight? I do. It's happened you to me do. before. I do believe in love at first sight, but I can't really speak much on it because it's led me down a terrible, <laughs> heartbroken <laughs> path. But I do believe it. And it when it strikes you, it strikes you hard. I mean, Cupid hits me really bad. I have to be careful. Okay. But like, okay, so then why do you think it's like such a hard concept for her to be like, I think I just found my husband? See, I don't believe, I don't believe in love at first sight. You die. No, I mean, I would, I want to, I think it's romantic and I think it's nice to think it exists, but I believe in love at first sight the first time you fall in love. But I think after that, Mm. it takes a little more. I think you could be really into somebody. I think you could be attracted. I think you could be like, Ooh, I'd love to have sex with this person, but I, to be like love, there's just too much you, as an adult, there's too much you need to know. No, I agree with you. I think I fall in love with personality. Like, yeah. for yeah. me, I don't really know if I believe in love at first sight, but I feel like it's all about personality for me. Like, looks, oh, honey. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I could say you're hot a thousand and one times, but Taysha, looks are going to fade. Taysha, take it easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you uh, thought I was looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but like, you know what I mean? It's just those looks fade. And then also at the same time, Allie, in my experience, you know, some of those guys that are hot, like sometimes they know that they're hot, which makes them a little like, cocky yeah, and sucky. they carry themselves in a bad way. And it's just like, I'm not trying to deal with a guy that's trying to like compete and take photos with me. And like, you know what I mean? I, right. I, did that totally understand coffee? what that means. No, it doesn't because I get that. I actually, I think about that a lot. Like I'm very uncomfortable, like going to take like pictures of myself. Yeah. I see so many guys do it now. And oh, and the selfies. Well, selfie and just like, yeah, like I just don't care to like go get dressed up and reach out to a photographer and be like, Hey, you want to shoot some photos of me today? Like, I just don't. <laughs> care to do that but also if that's their profession if they're a model if they're a professional model yeah i guess that See, but that's very different i don't know but i feel I like know. everyone's I was sticking a my foot in my mouth. i don't know i've dated lots of guys that take selfies of themselves i don't know why i'm saying that does that bother you um uh, no because i mean if you're doing the snapchat hey <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean hey. wait let me in what does doing the yeah. snapchat mean it's like when you're Snapchatting a guy and you're like starting to get to know him, which, oh my gosh, dating rule number one, get rid of Snapchat completely. Because then you just have a guy Snapchatting you like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, okay, you can call me up. Like, I don't want to see a picture of your forehead. <laughs> uh, honestly, that is so funny. When I don't want to see a picture of your meal. Right before COVID, this guy, I, I should have known by his, like him asking if I had a Snapchat with his age because he was only like 24 actually oh. i lied he's 23 um but he was really big and he was just like he's really cute and he's like so do you have a snapchat and i was like oh shit no <laughs> no and they're like how old are you he's path. 23 years old wow. i caught him a cougar but not that much of a cougar i, I don't have snapchat but i would date Thank a 23 God. year old so but i also think it's good <laughs> no! i mean i would joe get with the times <laughs> add me back on snapchat <laughs> or, uh, or uh, how about you create a snapchat account and i'll teach you all about it so moving on from The Bachelorette, y'all know I love me some HGTV, and the only thing I love more than HGTV is when it combines worlds with Selling Sunset, which is why the next headline got me hooked and reeled in so hard. So I don't know if you guys keep up with HGTV or not, but Tarek El Moussa has a show called Flipper Flop with his ex-wife, Christina Anstead. Tarek El Moussa is getting ready to get married to Heather A. Young, which uh, she's a realtor on Selling Sunset, and they're all excited. They're doing these interviews. You know, it's a really exciting time period for them, planning their weddings and celebrating it with the world. But they did say that exes are not allowed. Which Ooh. I know, I know. And so Tarek and Christina, Christina, his ex-wife, they have two children, Taylor, 10, Brayden, five. So it seems like they get along pretty well because they're still filming Flip or Flop together. But which makes me think about like how close is too close with your ex, especially when you have kids and you're filming a TV show together. Like, how do y'all feel about it? Ugh. Personally. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, let's get into it. Well, first, I think I w if I was getting married, I wouldn't invite any of my exes, nor would I want my future fiance to invite her exes. Um, mm -hmm. That's just who I am. I don't want I don't want to see her exes. You know. Uh, what if you I had kids? That's all. And one. you and you work together and you do, you know, see, that's where it gets a little sticky. And you're me. publicly so together, you know, like in exactly. the public lives. 
I'm actually shocked that they still have a show together. Yeah, um, so am I. I mean, I, I watch say, it. though, it's a, okay, is, how is the dynamic? Honestly, they said that their views went up when they separated. But that's because it's like, it's intriguing to see how like that works out. Because usually when you cut off with somebody, like get a divorce or, you know, you don't mm-hmm. go back and hop and do another season with them. And it's so funny because it's so, like my ex-husband and I, like, we always said we were good business partners. We were a good team together, but we were all, we would be really good business yes. partners. So just because a relationship doesn't work out, I could still see like the business aspect working. So I think it's really cool that they're doing that. But also that's business. Yeah. Yes, they do have kids, but also now there's a new woman involved. So it's like, I think I would do the same thing um, that Heather wants. I would say your kids can come. But there's like a fine, like you have to build a line or you have to put a wall. Shoot, yeah. I'm like not making any sense. No, you are. You I, have I to agree. Like draw a line somewhere. I know, but I could not get that sentence out. I do not know why. I, it's because I barely had my coffee this morning. But it's just like you have to draw a line somewhere. You know what I mean? Like you that can't boundary. just keep crossing boundaries. Exactly. So well, I'm really proud of her for doing that. Well, here, can you? Okay. So everyone's like, oh, can you be friends with an ex? But could you be friends with an ex that you were truly like in love with or an ex-husband or somebody that you took it to that next step. Can you really be friends with them? Because I, I could stay friendly, but friends, it's difficult. I'm friends. I actually have like become friends with one of my exes that I dated a couple years ago. And we recently have just like decided to be friends mm-hmm. and it's working out good you know like it's fine like we obviously at one point in our lives like we were you know together for a couple of years we had a dog he built me a house uh like the most amazing person it was just we're just on two different paths but we still like care about each other and we're friends like i don't see the my ex-dog i don't know what i call an ex-dog i asked not to see the dog i asked not to see photos of the dog like i don't want to co-parent you know like that's another thing like oh another dating tip don't get a dog with someone unless you're like engaged or married that is so funny (laughs) don't do it because it's so hard because the co-parenting with the dog but no like we're friends but like whenever he gets a girlfriend and like i find like a partner we're probably not gonna like be friends you know what i mean like our partners probably aren't gonna want us to like yeah. Talk every once yeah. in a while. I mean, to right. be honest with you, I think it's it's think kind it's of healthy. hard already. Like if you watch Selling Sunset, like you see her talk about the kids and like her relationship and like going to her birthday party. Like that would be hard for me, I think, as like Christina to see my ex's girlfriend talk about my kids in such a good you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I think I that'd think be a little hard. I so. think it's very hard. Yeah. I think in order to get, at least in order to get over someone, I feel mm-hmm. like you have to have a cutoff at some point. And then maybe later in the future, you could become friends. But if there's no real separation, at least for me, eh, that's difficult. For me, a couple years have to have gone by. Have you guys ever been dating someone new and then run into like your X while being on a date or being out and about? Uh, no, not really. Not <laughs> no, really. no, uh, I, I, I haven't really either. Had, I never really had long relationships. My my last relationship was like a little under two years, and that was 
Like, I feel like that's a long time. Yeah, it was like a year and eight months longer than every other relationship. So, but also I would say you're not in the same city anymore. Yeah, if you're not in the same city, you're not mm-hmm. in the same state. You're not going to mm-hmm. run into them. Um, but yeah, if I ran into, I mean, I'll just say your name, whatever. If I ran into Kendall on a date, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it would be pretty awkward. I it would be like, really yeah, awkward. Be awkward. Yeah. Tasha, has that happened to you? Um. I, I've not when I'm on another date, no, but like just in general, just running on and running into someone and they've been on a date before. I'm just like, mm, hi. Okay, <gasps> oh, bye. really? You have <laughs> like seeing like yeah. an ex and then they're on a date. Is yeah. someone that like, like, was it like, how did that make you feel? Oh, I was perfectly fine with it. Uh, but I think it's because like, I'm the one that was like, it's not going to work out. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. But it's just still awkward. So I couldn't imagine um, being at my wedding, that's supposed to be like my happiest day. Yeah. You know, you my nothing closest of the family past. and friends being like super vulnerable and being like, oh, by the way, especially if they're not in a good, like don't have a really good relationship. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page here. We're not inviting our exes <laughs> to our weddings. Um, <gasps> mm-hmm. But on to our next topic. There's a new rom-com on Netflix, Emily in Paris. Now, I don't watch. I might watch because I do like a rom-com occasionally. Joe, why are you getting all blushy? Like, you do watch Emily in Paris, don't you? I don't watch it, but I might. (laughs) I might. So I don't watch, but I came across an article how in it they dissed the Chicago deep dish pizza chain Lou Malinati's, making fun of them, saying it's a quiche made of cement, which (laughs) is actually kind of a funny joke. But the owner of Lou Melanotti's, Mark Melanotti, got very offended, saying it felt heartless and not humorous in the midst of COVID-19. So, the midst of COVID-19. Yeah, I feel like everybody's using COVID for everything. And it was a funny joke. Like, why can't we joke anymore? And I know people are going to think that I'm going to take the side of the Chicago deep dish pizza place because I'm from Chicago and I eat all the time. But I'm not that big of a fan of deep dish to begin with. I think it's overrated. But I feel like, why, why is everybody so sensitive? Like, I feel like that's too sensitive, right? I I don't think it's too sensitive. Hannah has an opinion. Tell us, Hannah. All right, go ahead. I think I know that the actress was just saying her lines and she was a character. So I don't think she should get any, I don't think she should be put down because she's saying her script. That's not her personal opinion. So I do think to some degree, like this shouldn't have been blown up as much as it has, but I do see the side of the restaurant and they're like, Hey, like you could have just used like a made up name. Like, why did you have to target us saying that like our pizza sucked or whatever? Like, that's not nice. That's just, that's like hurting the business in a sense. Like if someone went on Instagram, it was like, Oh, Hannah Ann's cauliflower or Hannah Ann's, but Hannah Ann's cookies, Hannah Ann's Buffalo cauliflower, Hannah Ann's any of my recipes. If they said like it tasted like cement, I'd be like, Oh, okay. Like that kind of hurts my feelings. Why not just like keep that to yourself? Why do you have to go out publicly and say my recipe sucks? Like that would hurt my feelings. I'd be definitely salty. I mean, I definitely, I see both sides. Like similar. I agree. I feel like they could have used any restaurant name or just make something up. It would have been great. But also it's kind of fun when you're watching a show and you could kind of relate and hear like a name like, oh my gosh, I know that place. I agree. It does suck that they said something like um, negative about it because, I mean, 
I would exactly. hate that too. Exactly. I know that place. I don't want to eat there because it a, tastes like cement. Popular, but you're a popular restaurant. You're gonna not not everybody is going going to be pleased with your food. But does it suck? This is my point. Does it suck? Does Lou Malnati's pizza suck? Yeah. In my personal opinion, I, I'm not a fan. Okay, we'll like, see. I was going to try to help him out. I was going to be like, if your pizza doesn't suck and like everyone thought it did and then they tried it and they were expecting for it to taste like cement and then it tastes like heaven, then that would be like really, really but good for you. that's fine because you're a, you're not a character. You're not on a mo- You're not on a movie, a TV show, well, whatever. We're on, on a podcast. We're on a podcast. I know, but, th- but that's your personal opinion. And like, that's fine. Everyone can have personal opinion, but to go after, like to write that in a script, oh, I'm going to write this. I'm going to target yeah. this pizza company. It's just a little like intentional. <laughs> Call it something else. I yeah, agree. But then it doesn't, then it loses a little bit of its credibility. Cause like Tasha said, I do like hearing that like, oh, wow, I know that restaurant. That restaurant actually exists opposed to a fake restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And I do. I- I see that, but it's it's associating like a negative like comment. Like now in my mind, I'm like, oh, this place in Chicago. What what is it called? Lou Malnati's. But think about it this way: they have in my mind. I think it tastes like cement now. Okay, but, I'm probably okay, not going to try it. But they also have ten. They also have ten restaurants or fifteen restaurants, whatever it is. I don't know the exact amount, so don't quote me on it. But they're very successful. So there's a lot of people that do like their pizza. So you know what? No press is bad press. Like I don't know. I think. If, uh, I, I mean, if I'm going to Chicago, I'm definitely going to hit them up. I'm going to go by the restaurant and I'm going to take a taste test and really and support this it, business. If, it's, if so, it's good, then I hope we can change it to, you know, people's opinion. Hey, and if, if it's, it's bad, bad, I'm not going on Instagram and talking bad about it because this is <laughs> good a hardworking family owned business that's just <laughs> trying to make better, trying to serve some pizzas, trying to like, you know, make their Make people's lives better. Okay. Yeah, make yeah, a living. About, okay, anyone, yeah, anyone trying to make a living, I clap my hands for. Right, I don't right, hear Hannah, that. I, agree. I was watching your stories and I see you're doing a lot of baking. It looks great. But let's okay. see one of your spider cookies, okay? Because it's your spider cookies. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's say I, I tried this. a spider cookie. And Where's I was my like, um, honestly, this doesn't taste good. <laughs> I mean, would you like. It's not like, why would you be that offended? I mean, you, you just be if, like, if you went on your public platform and went out of your way and was like, oh, this spider cookie has like way too much sugar. And I'd be like, Joe, keep your opinion to yourself. OK, shut up. Elite. That's honestly what I was saying. Actually, I have a point to make. What about all the products we generally review? You want to give an honest opinion to people, right? I do. Right. Right. Yes. I'm an honest person. If I try something, it doesn't taste good. I'm going to be like, hey. It doesn't really taste good. I'll say it to my own, my own food that I cook. Like I, I made a breakfast sandwich this morning. It was great. But there's times <laughs> where I make sandwiches and they're not, they're not as good. I f- feel like people should just be honest. I'm all about improvement. But when you're going out of your way to tear someone down, that's just trying to work hard, trying to do something for themselves. Mm-mm. I agree. But I don't think that was the intention of the show. But that owner of the pizza chain... I feel for him because he's waking up every morning and he's busting his butt. He's making these pizza chains. Like he's he's really trying to build a name for himself. <laughs> no, no, Hannah, how is he getting paid? No, he, he's busting his butt trying to make a living. Okay, and he doesn't want a silly old Netflix show to oh talk bad about his business. Yeah, okay. I completely agree with you. Uh, I'm here. I, let's go support. What is it called? Lagoni? Whatever. Okay. How about Emily? And Maybe Parasol? we can get them to send us a pizza and then we can try it for ourselves. Yes. Yes. <laughs> have you guys watched Emily in Paris? 
I love the damn show. I cannot I stop. I, I, I actually now. Uh, Hannah. <laughs> oh, wow. Favorite rom-com. Go ahead. I want to hear your guys' favorite rom-coms. Um, I love How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Um, why can't I think of any right now? Oh, oh, oh. The Proposal. One of my all-time oh, favorite funny. rom-coms in the entire universe. How about um, When Harry Met Sally? Oh, that's a good one. Great one. That one. Devil or how Wears about Prada. Um, I love Devil Wears Prada. Oh, Devil that's Prada a classic. My favorite movie. I like Great Devil Wears movie. Prada. So good. All right. Enough about rom-coms. We actually have the best couple ever coming on the show right now. Our guests, you know these two dudes from the world of reality TV. They are castmates. They are best bros. And they are now even business partners. And if they didn't already share enough, they also have the same freaking name. Please give a warm welcome to Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval. All right. Welcome. We have Tom Schwartz, Tom Sandoval. How the hell are you guys? Great. You guys, so good to be here. I'm so happy yeah. to have you. We were chatting before we got rolling about how, uh, at least I've been kind of a hermit for like the past maybe four or five months. Um, so this is just me slowly coming out of my hermitage. It's good to have a little more human interaction. I don't think I've done a podcast in a year. It's been a while. Oh gosh. Maybe wow. like, I'm glad you guys are in the same room right now feels nice <laughs> no we've been we've been working together on stuff throughout this whole yeah. uh, situation we uh we did cameos initially uh we raised money for our tom tom employees we ended up getting up to about 50 grand that we oh, did wow. for our tom -tom employees That's and awesome. then um and then we've just been working on other stuff uh we have a you know whiskey coming out soon that we've been working on Wow. Um, Stop. I'm such a whiskey girl. It's early on in the process, but it's, we, we it's just not finished, that early on. We just finished uh, like, the packaging and stuff. And, we finished uh, the pack we finished the packaging. It's already been made and uh we're basically going to be doing our uh promo shoot for it. Um we're doing a port blended uh bourbon and Ooh, we're doing okay. a rye. Um it's a very <sighs> unique rye. It's uh it's it's actually kinda has like a slight peaty taste to it so i am really curious about this new whiskey coming out what's the tasting process like for it like is that like a fun day where you go and you taste different whiskeys like is like what's your combination so okay so when you're when you're tasting when you're doing cocktails or or tasting uh different spirits in general uh it's kind of like um going like cologne or perfume shopping Okay. You can only do a oh. certain amount per day because after a while, they all start to taste the same. With cocktails, what we yeah. do is we can only get through about five in a day or maybe six at the most. Because then, you know, when we were, when we were making uh, cocktails for TomTom, Tom, I mean, we made a good, like, we created a good, like, 40 different cocktails. But what, happened, what would happen is you'd start making them and, you know, it's our sixth, seventh drink and you're like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, put it on the menu. Yeah, yeah. everything's great. Yeah, yeah. everything's rosy, delicious. <laughs> it all tastes the same. So if we were creating this cocktail, which we did, um, we would, I would take this and we'd be like, okay, that's right. That we we feel like we're in a great spot with that. So what I would do is I would strain all the ice out of it, put it in like a glass and mark it. Then I put it in the fridge, and then we move on to the next cocktail. Then the net, we would keep it in the fridge overnight oh. and reshake it the next day and say, okay, is this drink still good? And we would try them in reverse order. 
so we would um so so we could see like if it was good the following day then we knew and some of them yeah. or not yeah Tish, oh you guys First of all, I'm anti-ranch on the record. Not a big fan of ranch. Tom wanted to make a cocktail. Ranch? No. Ranch. It was so gross. What, what, wait, what, what was in it again? It had beaches and oh. ranch. And so oh when, the, when you put the ranch in it, it like separated oh, oh. and it turned into bits. So you're like, you take a drink of it and you're like chewing Come on, on. Oh, in your no. mouth. It it's, is that the craziest <laughs> cocktail you've ever created? Uh... Was an abomination. No, I've uh, definitely done. There's definitely been some flaming ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one was pretty. That was pretty crazy and 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 just a complete failure. Tom, he's more outlandish to me. He needs to be reeled back in sometimes. <laughs> Let's do this. What is your drink on your worst day, and what is your drink on your best day? I love that question. Right? It's probably <laughs> probably the same thing. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm. I, listen, I, I think it's it's no secret that we like to drink. We like to booze. Yeah. Um, but as I've grown older, I won't say matured, but as I've grown older, I, I've started to like bourbon and whiskey a lot more. Like it's always mm. been my come home, have one or two, just to like feel comforted and warm and um, grounded. But now it's slowly becoming like my go-to drink. Tequila. Right. Well, we're cool as light. Cool as light for life. That's that's our baby. Yeah, light beer is is great on my best day and my worst day. That's like our blankie, our yeah. adult blankie. Yeah, I I like Coors Light when I'm golfing. It's a good Ooh. one right there. Ooh. Ice cold. Oh, that's Ice the only time I have a Coors Light. You know what I mean? Or unless I'm playing like beer pong or something like that. But I don't and, do that very often. And anymore. right now, in honor <gasps> of the bachelor bachelorette, we are drinking a cocktail called the Alchemy Rose. Alchemy um, Rose. Oh, in, what's in it? This is uh, at Tom Tom. It's on the menu at Tom Tom. It's also uh, in the Fancy AF cocktail book that Ariana and I came out with. Uh, yeah, last year. lots of plugs. Well, funny story. I've been to yeah. Tom Tom's before. Absolutely loved it. And yeah. what makes this story funny is I saw you guys there, and I was so starstruck and nervous. I couldn't <laughs> even go up and say hi to you guys. Oh my <laughs> Obviously, gosh. this was prior to quarantine, but it was beautiful. Like the cocktails were good, the aesthetics, and then I saw you guys over at the bar. I'm like, oh my word, that's Tom and Tom. I, I can't, I can't. And then now I'm here, like supposed to be interviewing you. You guys are awesome. Like, oh, you're making, thank you you're very making much. me blush. Yeah. Listen, this, <laughs> I was too nervous to say like hi. The, the barrier of entry is very is very thin. It's very low. We're like the most approachable guys. Yeah, I that's know. the one thing about us is that we're so approachable. Like if the, if we were in a room and like Channing Tatum was in the same room, people would be like, oh my gosh, it's Channing Tatum. But they would come right up to us. They'd be like, Tom's, we're taking a shot together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I works. mean, everybody does know. Everyone knows you guys. They all know. Yeah. Everyone. Yes. <laughs> how does it, how has been having a restaurant in this time? Because like your new restaurant owners, new bar, mm -hmm. bar owners, yeah. what's it been like? <sighs> um, I mean, it's been, this word's tired, but it's unprecedented. And um, I know a lot of, a lot of local <laughs> spots have gone out of business permanently yeah. around the Valley. I've seen it. West Hollywood, all around Los Angeles, people are struggling. It's rough. But um, also, um, people are evolving. They're adapting. I don't know if you guys have been going out like lately at all. I don't know what your... No, um, not really. What your, I have yeah, been, actually. your comfort level for corn. Yeah. Um, but like, a lot of places are, are starting to build outdoor um, seating with like picnic tables. And yes, 
they're finding a way to survive and thrive. And uh, it just, honestly, it kind of sucks. It sucked. It sucked overall. I mean, look, yeah. when we, obviously when we first opened up, it was so exciting. I mean, being in, being in, uh, you know, the heart of, of uh, West Hollywood, you know, right by legendary places like the Abbey, um, right. you know, it, it was, it was so exciting. Um, from the first day I picked up Schwartz in a motorcycle sidecar, uh, oh, all God. the way until like the expansion opening up next door. I mean, it was just, which by the way, that was one of the happiest days of my life. Um, it was so exciting. I have a bone to pick with you actually. I gotta right. say, cause whenever he recounts the story, <laughs> He tells it so beautifully and it's so, it's such a moving story, but one little detail bothers me because he always tells people the, the song he played is There Goes Your Hero and the reason he plays it because he thinks my favorite movie is Varsity Blues and it, it's not my favorite oh, movie. Oh, Varsity Blues. <laughs> I love it. What? I love it like I love a bag of like maybe cheese Doritos or something. It's comforting. So not at all. It's okay. Delicious. But it's, no, it's up there with like cool intentions. Yes. It's not, it's not like it's it's not a, it's not like Shawshank Redemption or like right. those movies where where it's like overall like or, or Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. Yeah. But it's it's like that nostalgic sort of I, I feel good movie. Totally, and I love it. I just. I just want to be on the record because he's just told not us on so many different shows. One of it, it's I not my favorite. I not Regina George. It's not my favorite movie. Uh, <laughs> but I do think Vander, um, James Vanderbeek is criminally underrated, and I love him. He is great. Have yeah. you guys seen that uh, that show? Uh, what would Diplo do? He plays Diplo. It's oh my gosh! No, is that good? I highly recommend it. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Wait, did you guys binge a lot of things during quarantine? I've been actually binging a ton of action movies because before all this happened, yeah, thank God I did this, but I built like a gym at my house because there's not like a lot of great gyms around where I live. So I wanted to have mm -hmm. a gym in my house and it's a great gym. It's awesome. Mirror, <laughs> lighting, treadmill, bike, uh, you know, Weight machines rack. It's got Jamie Dorian sex dungeon vibes. <laughs> so basically, when I get up in the morning, usually like Schwartz will come over and we work out and we'll throw in like an action movie. I got like a Tito surround sound in there. So we like, we're like lifting and watching like. Oh my god. I can just imagine this. Like, yeah. As you're To get the adrenaline pumping, the testosterone, because. Yeah, you want to be, I just, one thing I, I've, I've found myself developing some really bad habits, especially in regards to eating and drinking, um, through mm -hmm. all this, how, how are, how are you, how are you guys pulling up in regards to your daily routines and your, in your mental, your mental health? Talk, oh, talk to gosh. us. Are you guys good? I mean, my day, my daily routine is all over the place, constantly changing, but yes, drinking is, I will have an afternoon drink. Almost every day. But you know what? It makes me feel good and feel good about myself. So I like that poor cocktail. And I am a, I'm a mezcal guy. Ooh, like mezcal. Yeah. Do you guys feel during COVID you've been more creative with like creating cocktails? And I know Sandoval, you have a book, right? A cocktail book? Yeah. Fancy. Uh, um, yeah, actually uh, I, I do. I mean, I feel like, there's definitely been uh, times where we've had mixed sessions where we just get together. And I mean, I have like, uh, 
man, well over a hundred different bottles. He's like a well over a hundred different bottles of alcohol over there. Yeah. I easy. call it the lab. Yeah. Wow. How long have you been a bartender for? Um, I have been, I would say I, I started bartending in New York. So like probably since like oh four. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Wow. 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 Seen some shit. Seen some shit. How are you guys? How are you guys going from going out, partying, owning a bar, a restaurant, to then being stuck at home for what? Six uh, months? No. Seven, we were yeah, just going on seven months. COVID. Well, one of the things I started doing, especially early on, like obviously now we're in a different place than we were six months ago. Like six months ago, we're like, if I go outside am i gonna get it immediately i'm wiping down everything i get from the grocery store everybody's in like right you know apocalypse mood like nobody's going out nobody is seeing anybody whatsoever you know um so you know what i would do is i'd work out i would do whatever around the house and then i would just get ready and like go to the gas station. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it helped me. It helped me. I would get ready and like cook dinner. Like I would like take a shower, uh, fix my hair, whatever. And then I would like fix dinner or something (laughs) or go to the gas station or just get in my car and drive around and then just come back home. Ariana would be like, what are you, what are you but getting are you ready going? for? And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to the gas station yeah. and I'm just going to drive around. And <laughs> that is so funny. I remember when I left my house for the first time just to go get gas. I hadn't gotten gas in two weeks and I recorded it. And I was like, I'm such a rebel. I'm going to go get gas. My girlfriend's yeah. like, Tisha, get back inside. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going back. But it's just so crazy how, you know, you go from, I'm sure like nightlife, like having a bar, it's just so much like people, energy. There's some things that I've learned that I, I don't think I'll ever go back to. Um, yeah. You know, when we would go to TomTom, on average, every person I met, especially guys, every guy I met, I would shake their hand on average three times. Yeah. Three times. Oh. So it'd be like, oh, again. Sandoval, dude, I love you, man. Like, oh, so nice. And you'd shake my hand. And then he yeah. would tell me, he'd be like, dude, I got to tell you, I love the show. Shake my hand again. <laughs> and then we'd take a picture. And then, and then as we're like departing, he'd be like, dude, very nice meeting you. Shake my hand again. Three times and on let's average. let's not forget, maybe split a shot together. Like 50-50 yeah. on a shot and uh, the same glass. Not yeah. doing that anymore. Oh, nope, nope, nope. On and and norm, those days are over. <laughs> on the norm. Say that, it's October. It's, say that. it's October. On the norm, I would have been sick at least twice. I would have definitely gotten sick after Coachella, um, probably after Life is Beautiful, and sometime in between that. So it would have been like one time probably in (laughs) May, April, April, May, and then maybe another time like in middle of July, and then again in like September. So I have not been sick once this year. I I mean, I do get get tested almost every week, every other week. Um, But that's one thing that I don't, I'm not going back to, I am not shaking anybody's hand anymore unless we're like closing like a big deal or something. He doesn't speak for me. See, I'm yearning for human contact. That was like one of my favorite things. <laughs> I'll do this. Hey, was, nice to meet you. I'm not, I'm not, shaking I'm not a hand. smothering hugger, but I am a hugger. <laughs> and like when people come in, they're like, 
we, we get people that are often on like these highs or they're just about to go on their honeymoon or they're yes. celebrating an engagement right. um, or, you know, it's their birthday, lots of 21st birthdays that are celebrating like milestones in their lives. And they're on this awesome natural high, sometimes not so natural too. Um, but it's like, I, you know, I just, I miss embracing other human beings and, and, and just really yeah. like indulging, getting lost in those moments. And now I'm going to have to be a little more um, precautious and neurotic and like, I don't know. It's in it. The one thing that really kills me guys is that there's not really a clear end to this. Like I know we're yeah, going to get through know. this, you know, the most cliche comment ever, we're all in this together. Yeah. Like it, I, we're going to get through it, but there's not going to be like one day where everything's just hunky dory. And no. we go back to normal. It's going to be a gradual, slow process. And that's kind of hard for me to grasp. So were you planning on like possibly expanding before like COVID? Cause everything was going super well. Like were you Taysha, planning on maybe opening Taysha, up another location? Yeah. Taysha, we had just literally yeah. just expanded. Fortunately, we were able to, to uh, have people coming in, having guests come in for like, was it two months, three months? Yeah. Two, two, a little over two months. Yeah. Wow. We had just opened the expansion. It was kind of like this, um, how do you describe next star? Well, it's still romantic, industrial, and beautiful, but it was a little more like rainforest chic. Yeah. Or like, Oh wow. Enchanted forest chic. Oh, cute. But, yeah, I saw the garden. There's like a garden back there. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool, pretty, but it just, yeah, it was just, it really took the wind out of our sails, but you yeah. know, this is sort of coming from like oh, a place imagine. of privilege. We're okay. I mean, we're going to be okay. Um, a lot of restaurants or bars aren't. Yeah. And, yeah. We're still, I mean, we're still currently closed down. Hopefully we can open back up um, slowly and, uh, you know, carefully, um, you know, in the next like yeah. month or so. Um, Cause we do have outdoor areas yeah. and, you know, we want to, we want to definitely get, get our employees. A lot of our employees like went back to, you know, like Hannah, you're back visiting your parents. Yeah. You know, a lot of our, a lot of our employees have gone back, you know, I've had some go back to St. Louis or to New York, uh, to New York, like to stay with their, their, their families yeah. and get rid of their places. Yeah. Um, because, but we want to bring people back in. We want them, we don't want them to not be making their unemployment. So we'll, you know, we'll keep them under a certain amount of hours per week so they can still yeah. get their unemployment, but still make some extra money. Um, and we obviously want them, we want them to feel comfortable and safe too. Yes. You know, a lot of people still don't feel safe going out to bars and restaurants. And so, yeah, it's, it's a kind of a, it's a like delicate, that's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of variables here. It's kind of stressful. Yeah, it is stressful. No, you guys, we were actually just talking about, um, this is going to be a different change of subject. Okay? Yeah, yeah, let's go. go for it. But yeah. we were just talking about, um, bringing exes to events. And I know that you guys kind of have like a really close tight knit group where some of you guys have actually dated each other and work with each other and all that jazz. But I just want to know how close is too close for you guys when it comes to your ex? Well, uh, like, would you invite them to your wedding? Would you it, invite them to? <laughs> here's, we, we do. And we, here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. You know, obviously we all started off, you know, it was basically, me schwartz and jacks which will which all you know we lived together basically became best friends i've known mm -hmm. jacks i mean i've known him for about 20 years now and then i was with my girlfriend and her two best friends were with my two best friends basically you know katie yeah. was with schwartz katie's with schwartz and uh you know jackson with stassi so 
it started off that way. And then like right when we first started filming season one, literally the second day of filming, we had all these like ideas of how the show was going to go. Like it was like, okay, right. guys, we're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about this. We're, <laughs> we're scared. We we're so scared. It was uncharted territory. Yeah, obviously. And so, so it was, it yeah. was so funny. Like right when day two of filming season one, Jackson Stassi broke up and shit hit the fan. And immediately it was like all that Shoot. went out the door. And, oh my God. Um, and we all did have to, it, it created a huge divide in our group of friends. You know, we all had to kind of um, be around each other. Yeah. Since like, you know, for even like for season, um, for season one. So, you know, like normally on a normal <laughs> situation, uh, <laughs> I, I would prefer not to see my ex for like a good year when we break up. Like I'd rather just not right. see them. Yeah. Um, just, just to get over that uh, on both sides. Um, but that was not the case with our, uh, with our show. And I'm sure you guys have had similar situations being on, you know, bachelor, bachelorette, and, and, and also like, I would assume like bachelor in paradise is very, yeah. very tumultuous yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Which is- Tom, I'm with, I'm with you. I, I, I need a clean break. I need, <laughs> give me a year, two years yeah. and, and let me, you know, figure things out and then we could be friends. But I think it's difficult. Personally. Yeah, it's it, it, it is bizarre, but we also have, we all have so much history together too. And we do right. have an underlying love for each other, even if, you know, there's oftentimes where we do hate each other and we want to kill each other, but there's a lot of history and a deep connection, deep rooted connection there. So there's, yeah. And there, and no, you're right. And there's also, there's also a, this weird sort of level of respect that we kind of have for each other, because even though we might not all be getting along at a particular moment in time, at the end of the day, there is a respect because everybody whether we're friends or not is all really putting themselves out there so right if they're doing that yeah then it's like i can't you know i can't help but respect them even if we're like butting heads or not agreeing or just broke up or whatever right Um, right especially when everything's being captured in front of the whole world to see and judge has your life changed at all since cameras aren't in your lives right now uh, um, well, I mean, has it been more peaceful? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've definitely enjoyed some time apart. Um, by Vanderpump rules standards, um, by our group of friends standards, I should say, um, it's probably been the most calm, yeah, six months. Um, because months. obviously, yeah, our priorities and our concerns have shifted significantly, and we're all trying to navigate this strange time and, um, you know, do the best we can to stay positive. And, and test negative. That is so rude. Yeah, yeah. I, I have one of those. <laughs> Can you one Oh, God, Tom's pouring, Tom's pouring tequila right now, you guys. I don't know what's happening. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I need that. I feel like I need I know. I'm jealous. Yeah, guys. Wait, I need wait, to be wait, in this. Why are you taking a shot? Wait, y'all are fun. <laughs> Dang it. I didn't prepare. You guys, can I ask you a question? <laughs> yes. Please. What, like, with, with pop culture references in mind, and not to make light of this situation, this awful pandemic we're in, but when, when was it like, when did it become real, real for you? Maybe with a, a pop culture reference in mind. Like, did anything stand out in your mind? 
Um, what do you mean? Like for me, like what, the beginning once, of the pandemic. Yeah, or yeah, what? yeah. Sorry if I didn't make that clear. Like once they canceled Coachella, I was like, yeah. oh my god. Once Tom Hanks got coronavirus, I was like, this is real. <laughs> it's um, real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, great question. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I said for me, I think once they canceled sports. Mm. Once sports was like, yeah, no more sports. I was like, yeah. oh, this shit's serious yeah. right now. Joe, that's billions of dollars. You know, once they're canceling something that creates billions of dollars of revenue, eh, you know, that shit's real. Um, yeah. I think for me, it was like when like, obviously when people were getting sick and whatnot, but like, it was like when 4th of July came around. 4th of July is a really big deal in Orange County. I feel like everyone's yeah. on the water, everyone's on the boats and like, and literally nobody had plans. Everyone's like, well, I'm just going to be in my sweats and hang out at home. For me, it was when the beaches closed in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. That was so hard. Like, you couldn't even go to the beach and walk. Have you guys gotten any good news during this time? Or has it just been all kind of like... One thing that has happened during this whole pandemic is the rare... The mushrooms have become... It, the, the whole city's dried up our mushrooms. Like, like that's <laughs> like a currency. By the way, we do them in moderation. We're talking small doses yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. We're not, like, losing our minds. I, I don't... Yeah, speak for yourself. Weekly, please. <laughs> um, no, that, shots, mushrooms. I like, I like the way this podcast is going. Dude, I, <laughs> I've had the best... Literally some of the best ideas, and I've, like, held myself accountable after taking mushrooms i seriously like i think they're honestly like microdosing mushrooms has been like an amazing thing for me um i mean yeah and they're doing ton i mean they're made, they've made a lot of progress lately in regards to research and <clears throat> yeah with, um how psilocybin can help with um addiction um depression ptsd yeah. Uh, lots of good stuff people want to read up on it out there the conversations the ideas the things that i come up with um in that state of mind with my friends, like, and I've done, I can't even talk about all the things that I've done because they're in the works right now. And I have to like, kind <laughs> really? of so it makes credit. you creative, very you creative and also very accountable. We're going to get into this, Hannah. We're, yeah, we're like, I know I, yeah, I, I am what? listening and amused. I mean, y'all have I'm accomplished a lot. So in. this might be the key. <laughs> Thinking back off what Tom was saying, like this, I will say this has been a, a um, a g good and sometimes not so good time for like self-reflection, introspection, mm -hmm. and just like thinking about reassessing what's important to you and, and where you see yourself in the next, I hate that. I'm not going to say it out loud. No, I, like I know, I know you're going to say, yeah. I know. I hate, that's my worst hated question. Where do you see yourself in five years? I always answer I know, that me too. Hopefully alive. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe I've had a little too much time to think lately. Um, I need to stop. I need to get out of my, and now I'm back in analysis paralysis again. It happens to me from time to time. And, uh, I just need to do more and stop thinking too. I've had too much time to thank you guys. No, I guess. <laughs> well, you were me. saying that you became kind of like a hermit during all this stuff. And yeah. now you're starting to like slowly come out. Yes. I think that's something that we all kind of experience. I know I definitely did. This is, I our, shut coming, down. This is our coming out party. Your guys podcast. Taisha, party! I love a party. <laughs> one thing, uh, what, one thing we do on this podcast is we talk about pop culture. Do you guys have a moment in pop culture that shaped your life? Since we're getting a little philosophical, I want to uh, <laughs> maybe like, a, like an, a video, like some artist, maybe some like Something that inspired know, you. Movies. A show. You know, I have a couple. I don't know. If, I mean, they go way back. 
Um, I remember growing up, um, I went to Catholic school and I thought like, I remember we had to make these like, well, like we had to make these like bag puppets of like somebody we thought was a hero. And I made mine George Michael because back in the day, I literally thought George Michael was like the coolest dude ever. And my parents, the coolest dude ever. my parents, I mean, I was like fourth grade. My parents got divorced and my dad started dating this girl. And she said, I'll give you a diamond. If you, uh, if you pierce your ear, if you get your ear pierced. So my dad got his ear pierced and I was like, now dad, you got your ear pierced. So that means I should be able to get my ear pierced. So he let me get my ear pierced and he had a, I, he gave me a fourth gold. Grade? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Wow. He gave me a gold, uh, a, a gold chain with a cross on it. And I showed up to Catholic school very strict, very strict Catholic school. Um, first day wearing, I took that cross off my necklace and put it in my ear and I had oh. a dangling cross in my school uniform with my spiked hair showed up first day of school. And they were like, oh the fuck is going on here with this kid? Like they immediately called me out. The principal I came like, it was a big deal. No. Like, so, so George Michael was like a huge inspiration to me as a young kid. Um, and then also I'll never forget, like when I first saw like fight club and yes. I remember thinking like, um, obviously cool intentions was a huge, you know, so style, good. style movie for like every guy, like wanted to be Ryan Felipe back then. And so I did hot. dig his hair. Yeah. He's so his, hot. How could you yeah, not? And the style and everything. And then, um, <laughs> and then obviously like, Fight when Fight Club came out, it was like, dude, I want to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club, but also like every dude <laughs> thought Brad Pitt straight or whatever thought he was like so fucking sexy. Like I, thought, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, dude, this guy is so fucking sexy. <laughs> and he is aging like a fine wine. Have you seen? I was gonna say yeah. he was. He still is you know, a he fox. Meant that. He, he meant that, yeah. But that was like the first time I was like, dude, this guy's. Clooney or right, Pitt? He's hot. Like more Clooney <laughs> or Pitt? See, I, I go Clooney over Pitt. Clooney, man, I, I remember um, Clooney just got that star. So obviously Brad Pitt does he's too. But that those voice. I feel like they were both just born stars. They're so I feel like they glow when they're oh, yeah. in the room. Yeah. They command your yeah. attention and they light that room up. Um, I wish I had that. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. The same thing. Yeah. Well, Schwartz, Schwartz, for you, besides, besides you varsity do. blues, what was <laughs> well, <laughs> What is your pop culture moment? Um, you guys, you know, honestly, so lately I've been waking up way too early, like four or five in the morning and I'll listen to podcasts. I have so many mm. that I listen to and love. And um, today I woke up super early again and I listened to this one called Supernatural. Have you guys ever heard of that with Ashley something? No, but she no, was Supernatural. They were doing, a, so she was talking about the curse of King Tutankhamun's tomb. So I don't know if you guys, you know, you guys know King Tut. When they found his, yeah. they found his tomb in 1922, and it was like, I didn't. I, I've learned about it growing up and everything, and there's songs about it and stuff. I didn't realize what a pop culture global phenomenon it was. Do you know, yeah. like it, it, like they called it Tut Mania, and it swept Tut-mania. like America especially, but it was huge all around Back the world. Like the what, like 19? Yeah, like ra- radio and like YouTube newspapers list. were king. Like mass media was just blowing up. You because know it I mean? was the most beautiful uh, sarcophagus they had ever found. Going back to when we were talking about pop culture and everything, I didn't realize what a sensation it was around the world. And just like, yeah. I mean, yeah, 
Tut Mania was real. What's uh, what's going on with that picture in, in the background? There's no turning back once you find out. I, I'm in it. I'm in it now. This is a picture that Schwartz had. I commissioned it. He commissioned it. Um, and that is James Earl Jones. As, <laughs> with a sexy body. As a woman. Uh, oh what happened gosh. was... I, <laughs> so... I told, so I woke up one morning, I had this dream where me yeah. and James Earl Jones were basically like this old, like married couple, been together forever. And we like, we're getting, I remember we, we had like these like velvet red uh, sheets and our, our blanket, whatever. I think we were at a water. Wow. And we had to go to a birthday party. <laughs> no. So we got together, we went to this birthday party and then we came home and James Earl Jones was like a woman um, the down there down. from the waist down, from the waist down. <laughs> like I literally saw in insertion uh, like, as we were having sex. It was an intimate. I have a way. question. Were you on micro mushrooms when <laughs> no, this was, was all no, happening? Was, no. I was, so this is like you know, actually in weird, your own state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I told this story to Ariana and then we were in, we were in Japan. We were in Kyoto having breakfast and oh my gosh. Ariana told uh, Katie and Schwartz this story. And for my birthday, Schwartz had this lovely piece of <laughs> he art. He delivered. Commissioned. And, I wanted uh, to commemorate that dream. I didn't want to let it, I don't want to let it fade it. away like most dreams do. Like, I, um, I love I'll never it. forget it. Like, I, I, like, I'll never forget what James Earl Jones's uh, vagina looked like. Oh my God. Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And it's right above your fireplace. That's right. I'm, I'm very transparent. Well, you guys, it was so nice having you. It was so nice talking to you all. You guys, I, know. I love that we were able to do this. And I love that we're your first podcast back. Yeah. Yeah. We were left yeah. wanting more. We'll, we'll do this in person, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, Hannah, Absolutely. Come say hi next time you're at TomTom. Absolutely. I will be there opening day. Okay. <laughs> can you guys tell our listeners where they could find you and what you got going on now? You can find me moping around Valley Village, um, just <laughs> pondering the universe. You can find me on uh, uh, you can Tom, uh, at Tom Sandoval one on Twitter, on Instagram. Schwartz is uh, I'm, I'm TW Schwa, and I'm yeah, I'm coming out of my show. I'm going to start making more content. So yeah. Uh, Yay! I yeah. love it. Check yeah, out Tom awesome. Tom. Check out Fancy Up Cocktails, our cocktail book. Everything's super easy, super very like self explanatory. Um, Go watch Clear and Present Danger. Yes. Okay. Um, think about James Earl Jones in <laughs> that way. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Right right now. Now. You guys are awesome. You guys, how much fun was that to have them on? I love their dynamic. They were I great. And they are very, I love seeing two guys that you could relate to because they've been stuck at home and you see them kind of going crazy because <laughs> they were your party animals. And I, I'm just, I could just relate to them. I'm like, man, I want to hang out with these guys. I, know. I agree. I feel like they would be such a good time to hang out with at home. To be honest, if I was stuck with anybody in quarantine, I think that would be a good duo to be stuck with. Absolutely. And it's, it was really neat to see like two friends that not only are great friends to each other, but also they work together so well on a professional level and they're able to like mm -hmm. to bring their best qualities together. It definitely shows as to why it's successful. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. So, like they're both super creative. Like they work well with each other and, and 
they balance each other out in the right way. Yeah, like a cocktail. Yeah, I'm jealous of the, I'm <laughs> jealous of the James Earl Jones picture. That painting, I want that painting. I need that in my apartment. I'm a little concerned for Sandoval, the fact that he had such a vivid dream regarding Charles, J- James Earl Jones. But uh, at least it's a painting in his house now, and it's kind of a funny thing to talk about. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. We had so much fun. We can't wait to see you back here next week for more juicy headlines and awesome guests. <laughs> and you already know the drill. Go follow us on social at ClickbaitBN on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're dropping all sorts of fun stuff, and we want to hear from you. And last but certainly not least, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Wondery app, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.